0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I wanna thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast.
1: morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? Good.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Great. Who's excited for Christmas? Thanksgiving's over. Forget Thanksgiving, let's get Christmas going. Who doesn't have their Christmas tree up yet? Anybody? Oh boy. Yeah, keep playing. (laughs) I feel it. I feel the anointing. I'm excited for Christmas. Three services. Man, it's gonna be packed. It's gonna be packed. We got an amazing day planned. Pastor Jeff and I were planning it a couple weeks ago. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be a hilarious skip. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, hilarious. Well, I want to speak a message today called Race to Win. And, you know, I I was thinking about, you know, it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. A lot of times, you know, people are still a little drowsy from that turkey and everything like that. You know, and it's always kind of a struggle to think, okay, what type of message do I preach, right? And... It's kind of this battle of like, do I wanna really give them the word and get in their face and everything like that or just ease up on them, you know, let them relax. But the Lord just began to speak to me and the Lord just began to give me a really, really good message. And the Lord just began to put it in my heart that says, you know what, the word of God is truth and it doesn't matter if it's the weekend after Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter what weekend it is, every single Sunday we need to hear the truth of God, amen? So look at your neighbor real quick. Tell him to buckle in, all right? Hey, tell him, click it, all right? There we go. We're locked in. Race to win. I wanna share a couple verses out of 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. And I've been doing, I did this for the 90 day video. Anybody been watching those? Yeah, super good. No one, okay. I think it's all right, it's fine. I didn't put a lot of hours into it, um, but uh, no big deal, you know? I'm <laughs> grateful, just kidding. But I did a 90-day video on on this verse and, uh, and the Lord's just been placing it in my heart and uh, I just wanna share from it today, but it's 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. We're gonna have it up on the screen for you. But it says, Paul's talking, he says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. The message version says this, Okay, you've all seen the stadium and seen the athletes race. And what I love about this is is in this area where the Church of Corinth was, there was what we would call, this is where they would have our Olympic games, right? They had a huge stadium for everyone to come to. And so they were very familiar with games and prizes and athletes and all of these things in this specific area. And it says, everyone runs, one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. Pull yourself together. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm running, I'm, I'm giving it everything I've got. No lazy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it than missing it myself. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you so much, Father God, for today. We thank you, Jesus, for just your presence being in here. God, we don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted, Jesus. But the fact that you came this morning and the fact that you inhabited the praises of your people and the fact that the presence of God is in this room is everything we need. And we could go home this morning, right now changed. And we honor you this morning, we honor your word. And over these next couple moments, God, I just ask that you would just reveal Jesus to every person in this room, that you would draw us closer to yourself and that the Word of God will become real in our hearts. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Ray. Ray's getting married next week. Come on now. This week, I'm sorry, this week, yeah, this week, I'm sorry. He told me, he said, are you mentioning me in your sermon? And I said, yeah, I'll give a shout out. All right, let's go back in time, okay? Back in time. I uh, graduated from high school 10 years ago, okay? Which is insane, all right? 10 years ago. And, you know, look, here's a a little background about my uh, uh, high school career when it comes to basketball, okay, all right? And I I love basketball, you know, I love it. And uh, so I was a freshman, okay? And uh, it was open gym time, okay? And man, I'll tell you one thing. We were playing, I was playing against these seniors and I'm gonna be honest with you, I was cooking them. All right, all right, I just, I felt good, okay? And there's one thing about me that you gotta know is that when I'm on, I'm on, okay? Can't miss, all right? I'm telling you, I can just throw it up and it goes in, all right? But when I'm off, I'm off, okay? All right, it's terrible. Just put me on the bench now. But I was a freshman. And that open gym specifically, I can still remember it to this day, all right? I still dream about it, okay? And I remember I was just destroying these seniors, right? I mean, I was just giving it to them. And I remember the freshman coach came up to me, okay? And he had really bad breath, so I'm kind of backing up a little bit, you know? But I remember the, the smell of his breath. Um, but, and so I, I, he comes up to me and he's like, Matt, I'm gonna be honest with you, I think I'm losing you to the varsity coach. And I said, really? really i'm like this is great they're gonna make a 30 for 30 about me freshman on varsity this is phenomenal right this is just great um long story short it didn't go that way um i played freshman basketball okay i swung jv uh and uh i was uh playing on jv quite a bit you know whatever all right? J- sophomore year i was on jv junior year i was on varsity but I sat the bench a whole lot, you know, and senior year, I just said, forget it, I'm going into ministry. Um, And so I just started, you know, I started just working at the church my senior year a lot. And, um, but that's my basketball career. Uh, Put up that picture real quick. Yeah, okay, that's me uh, right there. I asked my parents, I said, do you have any pictures of me playing basketball? And I said, not on the bench. And, And that's me, you know, just wondering like, what am I doing here? The coach is drawing up a play, and I'm like, this doesn't even apply to me. Um, I had a couple roles on uh, my, my junior year, and it was basically, you know, the, the spiritual leader. You know, I would hype up the team before the, before the game. And uh, when we were losing, I was comic relief. So I served my purpose very well. But back in high school, okay, there was something about basketball to me, okay? and I loved basketball a whole lot. And I was motivated to win, okay? Whether I was playing, whether I was helping my teammates, whatever it was, I had a motivation to win. And because of that motivation, I would train every single day. I would be out there shooting, I'd be out there playing with friends, I would do whatever I could to win. All right, it was just a dream of mine to win the championship, to do whatever, to to win with my team. And so back then, I lived and breathed basketball, always. I was training, I was working hard every single day, why? Because I was motivated to win. I wanted to win a championship with my team, right? And now, If you were to ask, I don't play basketball that much anymore, okay? And here's the reason why, all right? So Pastor Jeff has uh, asked me to be in probably like four or five basketball leagues, all right? And and the span of probably from 2012 to to now, all right? He's asked me to be in a couple basketball leagues. And for some reason, every single basketball league is against like ex-college players that are just dunking on us and running faster than I ever could imagine. And so we had a league probably a year and a half ago, and we just got destroyed every single game. And now I'm just not motivated at all to like play. I'm just, I'm done, right? I just hung my jersey up, I'm retired. But the difference between now and in high school is I had something that I lived for, right? I had a motivation in my heart. I wanted to win something. And so, because of that, I was training. Because of that, every single day, I was playing basketball. And you know, athletes, in order to compete at the highest level, they have to stay in the best shape, right? They have to stay in top condition. LeBron James spends $1.5 million every single year on his body, $1.5 million between chefs and food and his home gym and trainers and massage therapists, he spends $1.5 million every single year to stay in the best shape. And he's in year 20, he's 37 years old. He just had 39 points last night. I'd say he's doing pretty good. But why does he do it? Because he is motivated to win an NBA championship, right? He is motivated to get that prize at the end of the season. He wants to be the best. He wants to be the goat. And so because of that, he is motivated every single day to train. And so what Paul is telling us in these verses is he's saying, look, if athletes train this hard, to win a prize that is earthly and that is going to fade away and that is going to just disappear someday and not matter at all, how much should the church be training every single day to win that eternal prize? That's what he's saying in this in this uh, in these verses. How much should we be obsessed with winning that eternal prize that Jesus has for us? How much should it just be burning in our hearts to train every single day to win that prize? And what is that prize? It's eternal life. It's being with Jesus, amen? Like that's the greatest thing. Listen, this, this should be something in our hearts constantly of like, listen, this world is gonna fade away. This world is gonna disappear, right? I mean, we get so upset that Ohio State got stomped yesterday, but guess what? It ain't gonna matter in a couple years. It ain't gonna matter in eternity. This is the eternal prize that Jesus has for us. It's to be with him, to see him face to face. I I think about this in worship, that just the feelings that we get, imagine that in the face of Jesus. Imagine that standing with Jesus, worshiping him face to face. I mean, you think it's good right now, Think about it when we get to see him face to face, that's the eternal prize that we are living for, that we are training for. And I love, I love, I love Paul's attitude here. He says this, he says, I don't know about you, but I am running hard for the finish line. I'm giving you everything I've got. No lazy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping. Paul knows. Paul knows a couple things. He understands a couple things here. I love this. Paul understands the importance of every single day. Every single day matters to your eternity. Every single day matters. Every single day matters that says, you know what? I'm going to die to my desires today, okay? I'm going to give up what I want for what Jesus wants, Even when I don't feel like it, I'm gonna love others when I don't feel like loving others. I'm gonna trust Jesus when I don't feel like trusting Jesus. I'm gonna live for him. I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna serve when I don't feel like serving. Paul understands the importance of every single day I have to train. I have to discipline my body. Paul also understands no days off. No days off. He says this, I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it and then, missing, and then missing out myself. I love this, I love this. Paul had this. He had a healthy fear, right? Because fear can be healthy, right? There was a healthy fear in Paul that he could miss out on the eternal prize. Right. And, and I think this isn't like, I, I think about this and I'm thinking, Paul can't miss out on it. He's going all over the world. He's preaching the gospel. He's writing letters. He's getting shipwrecked. He's doing everything that God wants him to do. But Paul didn't come at this with an attitude that says, you know what? I'm Paul. I'm the man. I'm doing everything that Jesus wants me to do. So you know what? I'm going to take the day off. I'm just gonna take the day off today. Paul understood that there were no days off. He had this healthy fear that says, I don't care what I do. I don't care how I'm living right now. There is still a chance that I could miss out on the eternal prize. If I don't train every single day, there is still a chance that I can miss out on the eternal prize. And this is a huge trap of the enemy in our lives, because we think to ourselves, all right, I served on Sunday. I showed up. I, I, I skimmed through my 90-day reading plan today. I'm good. I'm good. I listened to worship music. I did whatever. I said hi to that coworker who needed to, you know, a little, little bit of love this morning. And so I'm good. And so I can just take the day off. I can just take the day off. And then we start to just take a day off and then you think to yourself, oh, I'm gonna take the next day off, right? I'm gonna take the next day off. And, and before you know it, I'm gonna take this Sunday off. Because I'm just a little tired, you know, it's been a long week, everything like that, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take this Sunday off. And this is just such a huge trap of the enemy. To think that you can just take a day off from training, from discipline your body, but Paul lived with a healthy fear. And I was telling our interns this the other day, I was talking to them about this, and, and this verse that's, that just talks about when, when Paul says that I discipline my body after I'm done preaching so that I don't disqualify myself for the prize. And I was talking to my, the, the interns And I said, you know what? You guys are going into ministry and this is the biggest trap for pastors, for people in ministry to think, you know what, I preached today. I can just take the rest of the day off. And this is why so many pastors just say, you know what, I'm gonna preach on Sunday and then during the week, I'm gonna take it off. And before you know it, this is how pastors get caught up in sin. This is how pastors get caught up in affairs. This is how pastors get p- caught up in porn, right? It's because they just take day off because they think they're invincible. And so I know in my heart, listen, as soon as I get done preaching, I can't take a day off. I can't take an, an afternoon off. I have to train. I have to work hard. I have to discipline my body. There has to be a healthy fear inside of us that says, you know what, no matter all the good things that I do, no matter all the good things that I say, I could still miss out, and so I can't take a day off. So how do we train? How do we train every single day? Because I'm reading this verse and I'm asking the Lord, okay, what is it? What is it, right? All athletes have a plan. You know, all athletes have a plan of how they're going to train. What do their workouts look like? I just began to ask the Lord this, and, and He just brought me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, and, and in these verses, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus being vine and we are the branches, and God pruning us, and God removing things from our lives. But the Lord really wanted me to focus on this word remain in these verses. This word remain. And it means this, it means to continue to exist or to stay still. And the Lord really showed me this because the Lord just knows how to, how to show you things that are so relatable to your life. And, there's absolutely one thing that I I just love, love, love right now. And my boy Mitchell is just like in this stage right now where he's super cuddly, right? And he just absolutely like, just loves to lay on dad's lap more than mom's. and, And we'll say, Mitchell, you know, give this stuffed animal love. And he'll go, I love you. Um, he won't say that. No, <laughs> he doesn't actually say it. Yeah, <laughs> But he means it. I feel it. Um, but right now, he'll just sit on uh, our lap. And so we have a picture real quick. I just had, I had to snap it, you know? I mean, look at that little guy. <laughs> He's <a little> so <laughs> are Probably watching Mickey right there. Super happy. But the Lord is 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 talking to me about this. And the Lord says, if you love when your get through it. When your son is close to you, how much more do I love when you're close to me? How much greater is the love of the father when he has his children close to him? And that's what this word remain is all is talking about. And so John chapter 15, Jesus talks About three things he says, remain in me, remain in my word, and remain in my love. And so John chapter four, or I'm sorry, John chapter 15, verse four says this. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you for as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine." And so I saw saw this little footnote about life union, okay? And this word life union means this word grafted. Before you put the picture up, I I wanna just explain this, that I didn't know what grafted mean, right? And so I Googled it, and when I saw it, it just like hit me, like what this really, really means. And so I I, I Googled this, and, and it just absolutely just makes 100%, but this is what grafted really is. It's that. You may think that's just two branches. But what that is really, really looking at is saying, I'm taking one branch, I'm taking one part here, and I'm connecting it with the other. I'm connecting my life with Jesus. And after a while, as these are connected, put up the next picture, they become a whole entire branch. They become one together. But here's the deal, is that they have to stay connected in order to grow. They have to stay connected in order to live. And so being connected with Jesus is saying every single day to myself that I'm gonna be connected to Jesus. And how do we do that? You ever been on customer service with somebody, right? And you're just on the line with them constantly. It's the most annoying thing in the world. You're on customer service with them and you and, you know, you come back and say, please don't wait on the light. Well, your calls are very important to us, you know? But that's what being connected with Jesus is. That's what I thought of. Is that being connected with Jesus is constantly hearing his voice and him hearing your voice. It's prayer. And I love how the Bible says this, that, that to pray without ceasing And so a lot of us can think, all right, I'm going to pray without ceasing. I'm just going to pray every single second of every single day. And I'm just going to keep on going. And even though I got to talk to my coworkers, I'm just going to keep on praying underneath my breath. But when we really think about being connected to Jesus, it's really praying without ceasing. Is that, look, I'm talking to God, but he's also talking to me. Right? That's what prayer is. Prayer isn't just talking to God constantly. Prayer is also hearing the voice of God throughout the day. That's what being connected with him. And so as you begin to hear the voice of God throughout the day, and the Lord begins to lead your life every single day, and the Lord begins to absolutely show you things throughout the day, you begin to be in this intimate relationship with him, right? Just like this verse says, it says, unless you live your life intimately joined to mine, when we are connected with Jesus, we start to live in an intimate relationship with him where he knows my heart and I know his heart. That's what being connected to Jesus means. I love this next part in verse five. It says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit from a part, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Look, if there's one thing that I've learned is that the more you are connected to Jesus, the more you realize you can't do anything without him. You can't do anything without him. There's this song by Bethel called Weathered. Anybody heard it? Okay, let's start listening to worship music,
0: all right?
1: <laughs> it's off their new homecoming album. But there's first, these first lyrics of this song and it gets me every single time. It says this, after all that we've been through, tell me how I'm supposed to function without you. And I love these lyrics, right? Because it's just telling this story of like, Jesus, I'm connected to you every single day. I'm connected to you. I'm letting you lead my life. I'm hearing what you're saying. And what these lyrics are talking about is, I'm living this life, but now I've realized, how am I supposed to function without Jesus? How am I supposed to live my life? Because connected to Jesus, we can do what he's called us to do. And here's why it's important to realize that it's because training is hard, right? Anybody who's ever done a workout, it's hard. Anybody who's ever just walked on the treadmill, it's hard. I mean, I, we moved into our house and apparently there's just a, one treadmill that just lives in our basement and it's just gone from homeowner to homeowner. And every time I go down there, it speaks to me, right? It's just like, you're gonna get on me or, you know, you're gonna do a walk or what? No. Nope. <laughs> I'm doing my laundry, leave me alone. But anybody who's ever done a workout knows that it's tough, knows that it's difficult. There's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. But in the training for that eternal prize, we got to be connected to Jesus because apart from him, we can't make it. We can't do what we're supposed to do. We can't train hard without Jesus. Number two says this, remain in his word. It says, but if you live in life union with me and if my words live powerfully within you, then you ask whatever you desire and it will be done. Why is Jesus talking about asking here? Because eventually we're gonna have to get to a point in life where we say, apart from you, I'm nothing. Apart from you, I can't do this. And so there has to be this moment inside of ourselves where it's like, Jesus, I gotta ask for strength right now. I gotta ask for wisdom right now. You know, the other night we were coming home from Pastor Jeff and Jess's house. We just need out of the house. And so we went over there and we're coming back and right there in the middle of the street is a cop, okay? I get pulled over, you know? tried to outrun him, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, That's a joke. Um, I pulled over and he's like, you know, your tags are expired. I said, yeah, they are. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me right now, right? And I'm just like on my way home and I'm I'm just like super bummed, right? Because I gotta get my tags and now I gotta do this ticket and everything like that. And I'm just like super overwhelmed, super frustrated. And thank God for an amazing wife who just rubs my back, right? Calms me down, okay? But I'm just thinking like, Lord... Like, why why couldn't I have just done this, right? There's just a lot of things in life right now, and and I'm just like, why why couldn't I have just done this? And and I just began to think to myself, like, and the Lord just began to speak to me about just like, you never asked me for strength, right? Like, there's just times in life where you're just overwhelmed, and then something happens, and you're just like, oh! But the Lord's asking us to ask him, Lord's asking us to just be like, listen, apart from me, you can't do anything. So ask for the strength. In training, it's gonna be tough. Disciplining your body is not easy. It's not easy work. And so we have to just ask the Lord for strength. I mean, this 90-day reading plan is so good for me because every single day, I'm getting into the word and I'm I'm listening to it and I'm, I'm reading it. And it's just like giving me strength every single day. It's giving me real strength every single day to the, you know what? I can face today. Whatever it is, I can face today, but it's the word of God that strengthens our soul. And the third one is this, remain in his love. Remain in his love. John 15 verse 9 says this, you must continually let my love nourish your hearts. Let my love nourish your heart. Yeah, worship team, you can come on up. You know, I I go in waves, you know, of like lifting weights, you know. It seems like a good idea sometimes. I have a Beachbody subscription that just keeps on charging my account every single week, every every single month. Yeah, yeah, I gotta cancel that. It's like, I gotta cancel it. And the Lord's like, come on, you can do it. I'm pretty sure I've repeated the same three workouts (laughs) every single time. But it says, let the love of God nourish your heart. And I know this about lifting weights, right? is that when you're actually lifting weights, your muscle is being stretched, right? Okay, I'm getting some nods, so this is good. Your your, your muscle is being stretched and it's literally being torn apart when you are lifting weights, when you are training. And it's what you put in your body after that that builds the muscle. It's the protein that builds the muscle. And so in training for this eternal prize, you're gonna get stretched. There's gonna be days where you just feel like you're being torn apart. But it's what you put in your soul and in your mind and in your spirit that really builds endurance, and character. And sometimes we just go through life and we're just stretched constantly, right? We're just stretched. We just feel like we're being torn apart. But the problem is that we just try and fix it ourselves and we just try and look for something else to heal it, for something else to cope with. But what the Lord is saying, what Jesus is saying in this verse, he's saying, look, let my love be the nourishment for your soul. And when you feel like giving up, when you feel like you're stretched, when you feel like I can't train anymore, I can't discipline my body anymore, I can't you know, run this race as hard as I want to every single day it's the love of God that nourishes our soul. It's the love of God that says you can keep on going it's the love of God that says I'm with you it's the love of God that says I'm for you it's the love of God that says I am going to be with you till the very end (laughs) nourish yourself in the love of God live in the love of God every single day Worshiping Him, allowing him to speak over your life, allowing him to encourage your heart. Why don't you stand up with me this morning? And here's what I love as well, right? Let the love of God nourish your heart. You know, we've been in this series um, called "Lost." We've been talking about people who just need Jesus, right? And one thing I know is that you can't give what you don't have. And so the more that you nourish yourself in the love of God, the more the love of God becomes real to you. And then guess what? You just begin to pass it out to people, right? You just begin to pass it out to people, but you can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have. And so we're in this lost series and you may feel like, man, I, I, I don't have much to give to, to, to love people. Well, let's start with soaking ourselves in the love of God. Let's start with nourishing ourselves in the love of God. And so we're gonna sing this song this morning. We've never done it before, but it's just called The More I Seek You. And I love these lyrics. And it just talks about this love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. And so they're just gonna sing for a little bit. And let's just worship Jesus this morning. Let's just let the love of God flood into your heart. Let's just let the love of God nourish your heart this morning. Come on church, let's just worship this morning. never experienced the love of Jesus you say Matt this morning I want that love and I want a relationship with Jesus that's you in this place with every eye closed I just want you just to slip up your hand right now I just want to pray with you this morning come on as one church let's just pray this prayer say Jesus I need this love. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again. And now I want a relationship with you. I want to remain in your love. I want your love to nourish my soul. I believe in you. And I want to live with you for forever. Father, I just pray for every single soul in this room. I pray for every single life. I pray as we go about this week, Lord, that we wouldn't stop training Jesus. We wouldn't take a day off, but that this eternal prize, eternity, lives in our hearts this week. At every single day we choose to just be connected, to just remain in you this week, to be connected to this love, to let this love nourish our souls this week. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Come on, let's just take a few more seconds. Let's just worship Jesus this morning. Come on, let's just love on Jesus this morning. Father, we love you. Jesus, we glorify your name, Jesus. You're all we
0: want, Father God. You're all we want, it's Jesus. Oh. We love you, we
1: love you. We thank you, Jesus, for being here. What a privilege it is just to be in the presence of God this morning. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen, amen. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus this morning, everybody.